This sermon was recorded online during our season of Shelter in Place in Mountain View, California. I don't have a long uh, word for us today, but I do have a word that I think is really fitting for the season that we're in. And um, as I was last week kind of reading ahead in the lectionary and looking to see what we would be reading for our scriptures, um, it really, uh, it was exciting to me because I think that um, part of what we read in the gospel message feels for me really timely on a number of levels. So I just want to share some thoughts around that and some convictions that I hold for what I, I think Christ is, is asking of us in this season and also asking of us in the, the gospel message that we just heard. Um, what we just read really gives us a, a very clear picture of what Christ calls the most important of the laws, which is to love God with all your heart and your mind and your body and your soul. And then... Secondly, to love your neighbor as yourself. And within these two laws really sits a university and a universe of possibility and challenge and and really a lifelong calling. Um, Although Christ is really able to succinctly synthesize the law in a really beautiful way, there's absolutely nothing simple about any of this. And um, we really do read this portion Um, of scripture at a perfect time being Christians within um, the American landscape. I am a youngish man, but um, I I can't remember a time really in uh, my my life that we have not been more polarized in this country, more violent, more turbulent, more unsettled, and, and frankly, more uncertain about what the future holds for us. I don't even need to explain any of this because we're experiencing it on a daily basis. You know, uh, whether we really want to or not, we're seeing it and we're living it in the conversations that we're having with people, whether it's politics or race or social issues um, or even economics. I saw someone get in a pretty heated uh, debate on Facebook yesterday about economics, which actually felt like kind of um, kind of a break, actually. Um, but. Loving God and also loving one's neighbor um, are, not, are not easy tasks in the age that we sit in. And really the struggles and the challenges of this life are bearing on us in many ways. And in a lot of ways, I can speak for myself, and I can imagine it might be true for some of us here, that in a lot of ways God can feel obscured or distant because of that. And because there's, you know, the unbalanced and unsettled and tumultuous social landscape can really make loving our friends, our family, our neighbors um, that much harder, actually. Um, I don't really even know what happened. Be- I don't really know exactly what happened to lead to this, but, you know, I got up this morning and uh, and headed to my car to head to, to, to service, and uh, someone had scrawled super spreader across the window of my of my car. <laughs> And I'm like, I, you know, I'm always wearing a mask. Like, what, what is this in reference to? But it just, it just struck me that, um, you know, what, for whatever reason, I must have ticked a neighbor off or someone or, or, or some teenagers pranked me or something, but it, it just summed up for me, like the, the spirit of the time that we live in, in how we treat our neighbors, how we treat, um, people around us. In this case, I was clearly the victim, um, 
but but I but I saw that and just saw how that idea is projected um, across our society. So what I want to point out with all of that said um, to all of us this afternoon is what I believe Christ is asking us to do in these commandments, um, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your body, and all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I do believe one of the things that he's asking us is surrender. When we truly surrender something, we give it up completely. We don't just make concessions or compromises. We are handing over the keys to the proverbial city. We are giving up whatever crown it is that we think that we have. And when Christ says to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our mind and all our body and soul, we are relinquishing whatever control or agency we think we have over those parts of ourselves. And to extend that furthermore, when we love our neighbors as ourselves, we are giving the same agency that we want to have over ourselves to someone else. Whatever we deem best for ourselves, we also deem fit for another. And we all know this, uh, if we've, we all know this, this teaching if we've been in the church for some time. Um, it, this verse gets talked about a lot, and it's something that we know. But my question for us is it's something that we actually live. It's one thing, it's one thing to know that that's what Christ calls us to do. But do we actually surrender? Do we actually give all of ourselves? Do we actually love God with all our hearts and mind and body and soul? Do we actually love our neighbors in the way that Christ is talking about? Do we actually love God with all our heart? And it is my personal conviction that what our culture and even sometimes the church um, really deems as loving your neighbor or loving God with your whole heart and your mind and body, really when it plays out, it, it doesn't end up really being the same thing. It's really, really easy for us to say, oh, sure, I'll give God these things, but I think I can hold on to this thing for a little bit longer. Or, well, I, you know, I can just love people from a distance, maybe even 300 miles away from that person, but ultimately, ultimately I wouldn't touch that person or that relationship with a 10-foot pole. Um, or how easy, I mean, is it for us, especially in this culture where um, we love the idea of hacking something, you know, you hear about biohacking, uh, you, you, people are always trying to find loopholes through things, you know, how easy is it for us to find little loopholes or shortcuts or hacks that really just make us comfortable enough to feel like we can say we sort of kind of followed the greatest commandments to a point uh, that makes us feel comfortable enough to maintain some control over our lives. But, you know, don't worry because God can have all the rest of the other little bits that, that we kind of don't want. And so I hope that you can see actually why this is so important in this day and age. Um, where cruelty often, I find, passes for wit and where slander passes for opinion and where anger and pride pass for assertiveness where more and more the idea of humility becomes less and less desirable as a virtue by our culture when it's so clearly um, our call as followers of Jesus. So when Christ asks us 
to love God with our whole heart, our whole body, mind, and soul, etc. It's meant literally with, with a period. Um, when Christ calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves, he, he means it literally with a period. So how do, we, how do we do that? How do we do that in this season? And I think to be general for a second, um, we don't actually. Um, I'll speak for myself in saying that there is only so far that I can personally carry myself in this endeavor. I am, a, I am weak. I'm weak flesh. The spirit is definitely willing, but the, the flesh is very weak in this case. Um, we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need God's power. We need Christ's transforming presence in our hearts and minds and bodies and souls. And what agency we have ultimately is really actually that choice to surrender and to give up our full selves to God, whether, you know, through prayer or processing with brothers and sisters or direct help from someone wiser or more experienced from, from us, we actually can begin that process of surrender um, that Jesus is describing and Jesus is asking of us and saying that this is the greatest commandment. But what carries us, I think, in these, in this process of, of, of just trying to seek out the heart of God in how we can love him and how we can love others. Um, my conviction is that the, the key here is really humility. Um, when we look at ourselves and we, we truly interrogate our intentions and agenda and our own twisted logic and sometimes cyclical logic, we begin really a lifelong and necessary process of, of humility. And, you know, asking ourselves, like, am I, am I really doing this thing because I'm right or is, you know, or is it because it infringes on my ego or touches the nerves of my insecurity? Those are great questions to ask, I think, especially when we're thinking, like, how can I love God? How can I love other people? And finally, really, the best question that we can ask is, Lord, will you help me? I can't do this on my own. But in our private lives, especially, where our agency is more pronounced, where we do have a lot of control over the personal choices that we make, the things that we think and say, we need to be asking ourselves is doing this loving God with my whole mind is, are the thoughts that I'm holding in my head worthy of the calling that God has for me? Am I using my body for the glory of, of God and his kingdom or for, or for my own selfish needs? Am I, am I even taking care of the body that I have? Is my heart in a place that shows that I have a love for others and for God that is, that is worthy of our creator? Am I bitter? Am I angry? Am I resentful? Or am I postured in gratitude and patience and grace and love and compassion? Am I, am I sort of well in my soul even? Are the spiritual boundaries of my life centered on God? Are they centered on God's word, God's plan, and, and God's hopes for me, the things that we know that God longs for us to live into? So, what we really find in these two very simple commands um, are that universe of depth and richness that I, I alluded to earlier. We find a full life in Christ in these commandments, a fullness that no amount of power or control or agency can, can access. Those aren't the keys that open the door. Only Christ has those keys and our surrender is necessary for Christ to guide us th through that door. It is 
an absolutely monumental effort to think about. I know that for, for me, I've grown up in the church my entire life, and I think one thing that I got caught up on is this, this idea that, um, you know, I have all these things to do to be good or to be perfect or to, um, to try to nail it or to hit the mark. But I think that this is about a posture in our heart, um, to love God with our mind and body and soul and heart is about how we, how we address and how we approach the things around us, knowing full well that there's grace, that God will always have grace for us, that there's always a chance to repent and to be forgiven and to be welcomed into the arms of our Father who loves us. And so it, it may seem like a monumental effort in some cases, especially in the season where there's so much that's grating on us. There's so much that is um, distracting us, concerning us, giving us anxiety. But we can hold these two commandments at the forefront of our minds when we go about our day, when we, when we travel, when we interact with loved ones or strangers, when we're in conversations and maybe politics come up and things get a little heated or when conversations of race come up and we feel scared or kind of out to sea, or when conversations of social issues come up, they're always going to come up. When we're feeling put out, when we are feeling joyful, when we're doubtful, when we are faith-filled, when we are concerned, uh, when we are grateful, I hope that our word for today can really be, let us hold these two commandments as our North Star that guides us. How am I loving God with my full self, my full being in this instance? How am I loving my neighbor or someone that I might have come across on the street in this instance? And it's not a a silver bullet for everyone, and it may not be a silver bullet to just think about it, but it is a process, like I said, and I think as long as we're willing to surrender and to, to, to give up our control, to ask God to do the work in us that will help us to love better, that's a good path to be on. And it's not so much about whether um, we are, you know, at the end of that path, but far more about whether we're on the path at all or whether we're choosing to try to blaze our own trail in the midst of life. Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinity.com dot holytrinitysv.org. dot org.